Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, babies in their diapers, welcome to the Tiberius Show with your host, Tiberius Boy! That's me, Tiberius! Welcome to the Tiberius Show today, and I'm your host, Tiberius Boy! As always, little Rick and the various jobs and how they affect the world around us. Today's guest is going to be very interesting. We're going to talk to an alternative educator that creates options outside of the school. Do you have any idea what an alternative educator does? Well, neither do I. So let's find out. Let me introduce our next guest, the one, the only, the amazing, Drake Pearson. Thanks for having me on the show. No problem. And thank you for being on the show. Okay, so you are listed as an alternative educator. For my listeners that have no idea, what exactly does that mean? Can you explain it? Yeah, so an alternative educator is, what I mean by that is 180 degrees completely different than what's going on in the school system right now. Even educators that are doing homeschooling or private schooling, different from that as well because they're all focused on a model that is very similar to what's going on in the classroom. Cool. So, this is not in the classroom. Sounds interesting. Is this only for homeschoolers? Well, it's not just for homeschoolers. We work with a lot of homeschooling families, but this is for anyone that feels like they've got that missing piece when it comes to what they're learning in school, whether it's public school, private school, charter school, doesn't matter, or homeschool. Uh, You could be learning if you feel like, hey, I could be learning a little bit better. You can, and that's what we help with. Nice. So, how did you get started in the field of education? So, actually, uh, it's pretty funny. I started finding out for myself that I was not as educated as I thought I was. I grew up uh, with my parents uh, owning a child care center. And when they were owning this center, I got to see a lot of kids go through the center. Well, actually, this child care center has been around since longer than I've been born, Right. But I got to see a lot of parents go through this center, a lot of children go through this center, and I realized what they actually usually get. Um, But what I realized is I also did not get the greatest education either, and that started me on the path of getting into education myself. Okay. So when did you know that this was a job for you? It was as I was looking at my own educational gaps – I got introduced to some tools and technology, and I saw that, oh, this shows me that I am not just dumb. I'm actually kind of smart, and um, I can actually correct all those academic things, but also things like relationships, emotional stability, those sorts of things. When I figured that out, I realized, oh, I want to start sharing this with other people. Nice. So, kind of tell me, how does it work? Do you show up at the house, or do you do this by Zoom? Yeah, so um, I could show up at someone's house, or I could be on Zoom. It just depends on the location of that parent and uh, or child and uh, what, what we're able to do. Yeah. Makes sense. So, you started your own business called Advanced Education. Can you tell me more about that? Yeah, so it's Advanced Education because we want to advance education in the world, right? Right now where education is at, a lot of parents don't realize that two thirds of kids across the nation 
are not reading at grade level. And two thirds of kids, that's two out of every three, are not doing math at grade level, which is huge. Um, and so we want to make sure that kids aren't getting this dumbed down version wow. of education, but an advanced level of education because we can make any child really genius. Wow. Well, what's the best part about working at advanced education? The best part has to be whenever I get a phone call from a client or a parent and they say, thank you so much for helping my child excel. They are way beyond where they were last year, way beyond where I thought they could be. And I know it's because of the work that we've done together. That's great, actually. Yeah. Now, here's like a good time to take a quick commercial break. Let's hear a word from our sponsors. Oak Ridge Gun Range is a family-oriented shooting range that has been in business for over 30 years. They specialize in basic firearm training and offer numerous services such as consignments, gun trades, gunsmithing, and concealed weapon classes. I even got my training for gun safety at Oak Ridge Gun Range. Great customer service and firearm safety is what they do best. So find out more at OakRidgeGunRange.com. And we are back here talking with Drake Pearson. Drake is not a rapper, but he can teach you tons of stuff. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, I'm not a rapper. You're right. And I can teach you a ton of stuff. Maybe poetry, not rapping. <laughs> okay. So, Drake, what are the tools that you're using to create educational opportunities for your students? So the tools that we use are, like I said, a complete 180 to what you're getting in the public education system. It allows children to learn using their natural abilities. And because of that, it works with the child. Have you ever had that experience where you're at school and you're like, uh, I don't really get what's going on or why we're learning things in this way. And it doesn't really make sense. Well, what we do is we work with how a child learns so that they can actually learn faster, more advanced, and it can be more fun. Nice. So, it says in your bio that you want to create the next generation of geniuses. So, can you really train someone to be a genius? Okay, so this is a fun one because a lot of times the way that we think of genius is sort of in this way where it's just maybe a celebrity or a famous person or you're just naturally born with it. But if you look at the word genius, it's really exceptional at intelligence or exceptional at any sort of skill or ability, right? And we have the capability of creating a child or supporting a child to develop that exceptional ability way beyond where most people think they could be today. So yeah, we really can train someone to be a genius and beyond. Wow. So this sounds like a great idea. Does it cost a lot of money to be learned to be a genius? Well, like anything worthwhile, it costs money, right? Unfortunately, today, a lot of money is being spent on education, on things that don't really support a child to actually excel or advance or be any better off than they were before. And so, uh, yeah, it does cost money, but uh, what we've seen is you get a lot more value for your, for your money than what you would be spending at either public school or private school. And on top of that, um, we see that kids can really excel with uh, probably not as much as you think. Okay. What are some key tips that a parent can use to help their child want to grow in learning? 
tips. Wait a minute. Are you looking for a shortcut? Is this like trying to get out of school? Well, um, it's not necessarily tips or shortcut, but it's a complete switch in the way that we think about education, right? And so that doesn't have to be very difficult or challenging. In fact, it's way more simple than you might think, but it's a completely different way of doing things. And so usually what we do is like a, a consultation where we kind of educate the parents on a different way of thinking so that they can get their child to excel. Because for one, we don't really know uh, when we're looking at the future, what's going to be there 5, 10, 15, 20 years from now, we have no idea what that's going to look like, what jobs are going to be available, all that sorts of stuff. But what we can do is we can make a huge difference in allowing our children to be adaptable to what's coming. So instead of having them think of what to learn and what to think, we can teach them how to learn and how to think. And we can prepare them for any sort of changing situation that the future might hold. Cool. So my dad is always on me to study ELA math, even during the summer. What is the best way to continue to stay sharp without having to do IXLs every day? You see this funny thing here? Yes. Some people call it a phone. Call me. <laughs> Seriously, uh, give me a call and uh, I can definitely help with keeping you sharp during the summer. But there's so many fun things that you can do outside of just those things. That's true. So why has this project been so much of a passion for you? Man, so... I really enjoy helping other people and I enjoy uh, seeing other people excel and do better in their lives. Plus, this changed my life so much that uh, as I started to see that, like I said, I'm not as dumb as I thought, then I started realizing there are other people out there that may think the same way that I thought as well. And so we can do something about that. We can change that. And well, I feel like it's kind of a necessity it's kind of an obligation for me to share this with other people otherwise um i'd be keeping it from people that could use it yeah true so you want your students to solve world hunger and education is there any other large issues you think that they could solve how about getting more time to play video games <laughs> all right well hey have you ever watched the truman show what about maze runner okay wait a little bit did you know that there is this new Apple Vision goggles thing that you can put on and it augments reality, right? And everyone's saying it's going to be super cool. One thing that I saw was they said it's not just virtual reality, not just augmented reality, but mixed reality. It's going to be so good that you're going to not be able to distinguish what's real from what's not, Yeah. right? And so the reason why I'm bringing this up is because – Unfortunately, today, video games have gotten really good at getting all the attention from kids and yeah. almost trapping them in that world, right? But with what we've seen, as you increase your education, as you increase your creativity, then you kind of have less of a desire to spend all day playing video games. Now, don't get me wrong. There's always a time and a place for video games and having fun, right? Um, but... More importantly is we solve those problems, world hunger, education. You can do pretty much any creative thing that you want to do. 
Yeah. I like painting. Yeah. I love painting. <laughs> so, how do you know that this new education way is working? Great question. So, this isn't theory or anything like that. This is, we've actually seen kids, we have tons of kids right now, who are super educated. They're doing things like, well, I know I was just spending uh, time with a family last week with a kid who's six years old who can do binary in his head. You give him any two-digit number and he can convert it to binary in his head. Six years old, right? And this kid's little sister is four years old and is reading at like a middle school level, right? And so, and then there's another family, entirely different family, who they were just using our technologies for about a month and they went from not talking to actually now talking a ton. And the family's like, this is insane. So wow. that's how we know it's working. And we, we see that we can do this with virtually any child. Now, of course, the younger they start, the better off they are. But uh, yeah, that's how we know it's working. When I, was in, when I was six years old, I was in kindergarten. That's hey, right. Kindergarten is reading at a middle school level. No, his four-year-old well, right. sister That's is true. reading at a middle school That's level. Not even, wait a second. He's doing binary. Right. Holy cow. <laughs> That's insane. Now, this seems like a to cost more than what I have in my piggy bank. Well, do you see a future where your program can be available for low-income students? Yeah. Actually, um, you know, here in the state of Florida, uh, there are so many programs available that help parents get into uh, private schools, or get educational programs and things like that. And uh, they can take advantage of those and work with us as well. That's true. Okay. Well, how can a kid listening that wants to be a genius get involved? Call me. Seriously, uh, if you want to be a genius, if you want to start down the path of uh, being super intelligent, have your parents give me a call. But uh, you got to start thinking of things in a completely different way. Everything that you're being taught in school is pretty much par for the course of what's expected at school. Does it require a lot of training to be an alternative educator? Well, it may not be the sort of training that you think, but if you have a passion for education and actually caring about the result of that education, then you have what it takes to be an alternative educator. Okay. So what's the hardest part about doing this type of work? You know, I don't think it's that much harder than any other type of work. Uh, it does have its challenges, but to me, the challenges are what makes it fun. Yeah. And so when you have a few different challenges to deal with, it makes it kind of fun, but also the result of it is the best part. Okay. So what's the craziest thing that's happened while you're doing your passion? I met my wife. Literally, I met my wife through doing this, and now we have wow. a child on the way, and it's going to be our first, and we're very excited. And um, at the same time, uh, you know, obviously, we're going to be using this technology with our kids, so yeah. we're excited to create a bunch of geniuses of our own. Great. So, if you had to pick a different job or vocation, what would you do? You know, I spent a lot of time picking this. When I saw this, this is what I wanted to do, and I really enjoy it. Before this, I did a few different things. I was uh, a chef at a restaurant. Well, not a head chef. It was more like a line prep cook, right? Mm -hmm. um, I traveled a lot. Uh, I did a lot of different things, 
And I thought that maybe I might be like, do you know Anthony Bourdain? Or like any of these sort of traveling chefs or anything like that. Oh, I, yeah. I thought that's what I would do. Guy Fury? Yeah, like that guy, right? Because I really enjoy food. But once I discovered that I could use this technology and help kids and families, that sort of didn't make sense anymore. Okay. So how does doing this work make the world a better place? Okay. So follow me on this journey, right? Um, some of the scarier things that are out there that people talk about, like um, AI or things like that, those sorts of things, the reason why we have a lot of the problems in this world come from we have a large populace, a lot of people that are poorly educated, and then we have a few people at the top that are very highly educated. And so because of all these poorly educated people, it makes it really challenging, really difficult for a lot of people to nice. manage different things, right? And what that means is uh, they're just basically waiting for someone else to do something for them, which creates a lot of supply chain yeah. issues, uh, a lot of issues with uh, people just not wanting to work, all those sorts of things, right? So what we do is we educate everybody to an equal playing field. When you're educated like your neighbor is or the smartest person that you know, it's much harder for them to take advantage of you because you know all the same things that they know, right? Mm -hmm. So once we have everyone educated, that'll actually dissolve a lot of the problems that we see in today's world. And that's how we make the world a better place. Okay. So what's the first step every person should do if they want to get into the world of education? First step that you should do is, seriously, give me a call. Send me a message because I have an extensive network of people, no matter where you're at or where you are on your journey, uh, that we can point you in the right direction when it comes to education. That way we're doing something different than what kids are getting right now as far as just the sort of run-of-the-mill, like I said, kids aren't reading, kids aren't doing math well. We can do something completely different and actually make sure that everyone is really, truly educated. Okay, so what is the story of that one student that you will never forget? Man, just a few years ago, I got a call from a mom who was just looking for some help with her daughter. Her daughter was not doing well in class. She was falling behind, and it was because of all the chaos with kids going home and learning distance, right, or distance learning. And she was concerned because she said, listen, I'm not that great at math specifically, and I can see my daughter's falling behind, and I don't want her to be as bad at math as I am. Can you help us out? Right? Okay. And so I went over there, showed her what we do, and I just got a call from them not too long ago where she was telling me, look, and it was a FaceTime call. She's saying, look, my daughter can do this math problem. And it was something with fractions, which the mom is terrible at fractions. She hates fractions. She tells me this all the time. She's like, Fractions are not my thing. But her daughter was able to do the fractions really fast, multiplying fractions, dividing fractions, all those sorts of things. And then she took an assignment to her mom. She took a question to her mom and said, okay, now I just made up this question. You do it. And her mom was like, I can't even do that. So it was really cool to see just how much we can help these kids. Yeah. And uh, it was really inspiring because 
that mom had a lot of questions. She was really scared. You know, it was a really challenging time during that time. But we got her to have the best result for her daughter. Wow. So, who can you say was the person that helped drive your passion the most? Man. So, I have a friend. His name is Cameron. And Cameron is always challenging me to be my best. And the reason why I bring him up is because he not just challenges me to be my best for being good's sake, but so that I can present my best version of myself to the world. And I think that's something really beautiful that everyone can do. Well, what advice would you give to my listeners if they wanted to grow up and be an alternative educator? All right. So I think it's a great idea to be an alternative educator right now. Um, First, you're going to have to educate yourself, right? And second, it's a huge undertaking. Being an alternative educator means not just educating yourself or the people around you, but education to change the world, to make it a better place. So if that's something that you are definitely interested in, in changing the world, making it a better place, and doing things a little bit different than maybe how everyone else is doing, um, I would definitely say give me a call. Okay. So what is the best advice that you've ever received, and who gave you that advice? Ooh, so this advice is a little bit different. It's not exactly like advice, but more of a question. And the question was, who are you, right? And that may seem a little vague at first, but think of it in this context. Whenever you're thinking of doing something and this thing is hard or you don't know if everyone else is going to do it or you don't know how it's going to turn out, The question that I ask myself is, who are you? Meaning, am I just somebody who goes along with what everyone else is doing? Or do I just do it because it's easy? Or am I doing it because this is the very best thing to do? I know in my heart that this makes sense and I'm going to do it regardless of what I think the result might be, regardless of who else does it with me. But I'm just doing it because... This is the best thing to do, and it's the right thing to do. Okay. So what was the very first job that you've ever had? Very first job I ever had was That you got paid for. That that I got paid for was working at Cold Stone Creamery. Yeah, I worked at a Cold Stone Creamery, and it was a lot of fun. There was a lot of dancing and singing and making ice cream. It was a lot of hard work, too. Okay. Well, was there anything to learn from that job that helped you be a better uh, educator? Uh, I couldn't really say anything that I learned from that job, except that even though I liked ice cream, the job was still kind of hard. There was a lot of long hours and a lot of hard work. And I realized that mm, if I'm going to do something that takes this much work, I might as well do something that matters. It took me a little bit longer to figure out something that mattered, but uh, yeah, that's, I guess, what I learned from that. Okay. Well, what message do you want to tell children all over the world about doing the work that you do? Hmm. The message that I'd like to tell children all over the world about doing the work that I do is it's not just education in academics. I'm talking about we need to think of the world completely differently. We need to solve a lot of these major problems, and we can. But it all comes down to you. And so 
that's what I'm trying to educate you on. Well, on that note, let's take a quick break to pay some bills. <laughs> Over 40 years, Lighthouse Central Florida has provided education, independent life skills, and job training to thousands of Central Floridians who live with blindness or any degree of vision loss. Whether it's picking out clothes in the morning or just moving around your community and serving Orange, Seminole, and Osceola counties, contact Lighthouse Central Florida at 407 or visit them online at lighthousecfl.org. Aw, Dad, my computer's slow again and I can't play my games. Call your computer solutions today and we will scan for viruses and clean that computer up remotely and make it fast again. Our phone number is 407-826-0810. Thanks, Dad, my computer's fast again. Now I can do my homework. Thanks for calling your computer solutions at 407-826-0810. And we are back with educator Drake Pearson. So, Drake, I have talked with you a few times, and if I remember correctly, you like AI. Are you not worried about them taking over and killing all the humans, like they say on TV? No, I'm not worried about that at all. Actually, it's pretty funny. I don't think that scenario is going to happen but I do see a few scenarios playing out where if you're not highly educated, then you could be at a disadvantage, right? So I see it like this. If you are a genius, highly educated, exceptional, you don't have to worry about AI at all, right? Yeah. But if you're not... You're probably going to want to know. Well, do you think AI will take over most of our jobs? So, yeah, definitely. Definitely, most jobs will be gone uh, in the next few years, right? They're projecting something like 60 to 80% of jobs will be gone in the next five to 10 years. Uh oh, that's not good. (laughs) Yeah. Well, what can we do about it? Well, uh, like I said, you can be highly educated. That's why I'm focused on helping the next generation. Mm -hmm. So they're super duper intelligent and they don't have to worry about a job necessarily. They could do more creative things, maybe start their own business, right? Mm -hmm. So what type of jobs will be left? Hard to say. I wouldn't really know, except when you look at jobs, it's usually somebody who's working for somebody else, right? Which means that uh, typically, if you knew all the things your boss knew, you'd probably just be the boss, right? Yeah. If you could do the same things that he could do, right? So it's hard to say what would be around. So if the AI could do what you do, it can take over your job. Right. But that should create a world where we're more excited, more uh, creative jobs are available. We could have a lot of fun if we do it right. Okay. So... If you could go back 10 years and tell yourself something, what would it be? If I could go back 10 years and tell myself something, it would probably be along the lines of let's not waste any time. Stop wasting time. When I was a kid, I thought, well, I want to be an adult, right? A lot of kids feel that way. That's normal. And I thought it was because then I could do adult things and have fun and life would be better, right? But what I figured out is – I really just wanted to feel significant. 
I wanted to do something of significance, and I didn't realize that at that time. So I thought what you were supposed to do as an adult was just, I don't know. Drive, work, and Drive, yeah. (laughs) Travel, maybe lounge on beaches, go to parties, things like that. Those were the adult things that I was thinking of when I was younger. And I did some of those things, but they weren't very fulfilling. Yeah. Right? And so what I would tell myself today is if I could go back 10 years ago, stop wasting your time, get started doing what I'm doing now uh, because, well, life is better that way. Cool. So what was the biggest mistake you ever made and how did it change as a person? Man, I don't know about the biggest mistake I've ever made, but I've made... I've made mistakes in my life. Everyone's made mistakes, right? Um, let me think. The biggest mistake that I can think of right now, <laughs> one time uh, I got on a train in Germany, right? And uh, I was sitting on one portion of the train, and this announcement came on in German, but I didn't understand the announcement. And all of a sudden, my train was going the opposite direction that it started out in. And I wasn't sure what was going on, but it wasn't time for my stop yet. So I stayed on the train. And then a few hours later, I got off the train when it was time for me to get off, but it wasn't at my stop. I found out later that trains in Germany split. And so if you're on one portion of the train, sometimes they'll make an announcement. Hey, this portion of the train is now going this opposite direction. And the other portion of the train is going to the original destination. I ended up so far away from my final destination, I ended up sleeping in a train station that night. Yeah, (laughs) and it kind of wow. Yeah, was not fun. But that was a big mistake that I had made then. What I learned from that is, first I learned that trains split and go opposite directions. But I also learned... Uh, that I needed to have a better plan of where I was going and what I would do. And then that helped me plan out for some other kind of ventures when I was traveling in different countries. And that never happened again. Okay, good. So when you're not working, what did you do for fun? Man, okay. This may not be as fun to everyone, but I love reading. I love sci-fi books. Uh, I like hanging out with my wife, going to beaches. Uh, I also really enjoy talking about things you're not supposed to talk about on podcasts. Like, uh, I have a podcast. It's not about pooping, but I talk about pooping all the time, and it's pretty funny to me. Okay. So, do you play video games? And if you do, what's your favorite one? I actually don't play video games. I have it on your phone. Not even on my phone. But, actually, wait. Technically, I guess you could say I play one video game on my phone. It's the game I play with you. Chess.com. Chess.com. That's true. Yeah, that's true. I'll give him that. That is true. Now, what's your favorite book to read? My favorite book to read is, have you ever heard of Otherland? No. Oh, man. This book is insane. You start out this book, and it's like you're in some different world. Right. Okay. And as you flip through the pages, it brings in all these different characters, all these different worlds. And it is like the best Netflix series that you could ever imagine. But it's 
even better than that. I, 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 it's hard to describe because you get so immersed yeah. into the story. You're like, whoa. And then you're thinking about it for days and days. You just don't want to put down the book. It's that good. That's true, yeah. I have read some books like that. See? Okay, okay. Now, can you tell me that one story? You know, remember, this is a kid's show. But that one story, well, that you're not supposed to tell me about. Come on, you can tell me. <sighs> all right, all right. So, I'll tell you a story. One time I was driving near Lake Okeechobee, right? And if you're driving in this area, there's not too much traffic that goes through this area, but I was speeding. It was a single lane highway, right? Meaning just one line of traffic going one way, one lane of traffic coming the other way, no street lights, no street lamps, nothing dividing the two lanes. And I was going really, really fast, right? Something walked out in front of the car. And before I could finish saying, what is that? The airbags had deployed. And... I got out of the car. I was safe. I was okay. I called for a tow truck. And when the tow truck arrived, they saw that there was some blood on the front of the car. And the tow truck driver smelled it. And he said, that smells like a boar. And then we walked back about 15 yards from where the car was. And there was a huge boar that got hit by the car. It was really unfortunate. It totaled the car. But that was that sort of interesting wow. story. Yeah. Whoa. Moral of the story there. Don't speed. Speed. Yes. <laughs> okay. Well, is there anything I should think my listeners should know about you? Um, yeah. I think uh, they should know that I really care about not just changing education, but changing the world. I'd love for everyone to uh, be able to eat comfortably, like fill their bellies all across the world. I'd also love for everyone to get along. And I think that's pretty much everybody wants those things. Mm -hmm. But my job is to work towards that. Okay. So do you have a Facebook or website for my listeners to follow you? Yeah. So you can find me on Facebook at Drake Pearson. You can also find me on Instagram at underscore drake pearson and if you'd like my phone number can i give out my phone number sure go ahead okay it's 321-947-0511 do you mind saying it again 321-947-0511 call me got it so what is that one question that you think i forgot to ask you will you ever beat me in chess will i <laughs> That remains to be seen. Okay. Well, thank you, Drake, for being my special guest. Can you stick around for Math Corners? Yeah, of course. So you want to make an ad for your company, right? Yeah, Tiberius. You want to help me? Okay, so what's the name of the company? PPWND. PP what? Professional Pressure Washing and Detailing. So you like clean driveways? Yeah, like that. We pressure wash commercial buildings and semi-truck and trailers. So how would someone get a hold of you? Uh, they can visit my site at ppwnd.com or call me at 407-900-7793. So why just tell them to call you at 407-900-7793 or visit ppwnd.com? Yeah, Tiberius, you got it. Cut! That's a wrap! Just use that!
Tiberius's favorite subject, it's Math Corners! And thank you, Drake, for helping me with Math Corners. This week, we're going to do some more multi-step word problems. My dad is always good at finding new problems for me to solve. Today, we're going to talk about cafe furniture. We all like coffee. That's true. So, a cafe has 11 indoor tables and 11 outdoor tables. Each indoor table has 7 chairs, and each outdoor table has 5 chairs. How many chairs are there in all? You want me to answer? No, I gotcha. Well, first, this is a rural problem because we do know that cafes do have tables and chairs. But, come on, people. Outdoor tables only have to, like, 2 to 4 chairs because of sidewalk access. And, hey, there's always more inside seating than out. But, okay, I'll try to solve this for the sake of math. So, to solve this issue, you first have to add up the chairs on each section. But since they both have conveniently the same number of tables, you can add the 7 chairs and the 5 chairs and times that by 11. So you do 7 plus 5, which is 12, which is easy. Then you times that by 11, and then you get 132. So easy. It, the answer is 132 chairs. Nice. So, Drake, do you ever see math problems written so badly that you don't even take account for the real world? You know that cafe loses at least one chair a week to theft. And who puts seven chairs on an inside table? Come on, I want a manager. <laughs> well, my teacher said that I would use math every day. Do you use math in your work? Of course. Yeah, I do math every day, especially when it comes to counting money. So, thank you so much, Drake, for your help with math quarters. No problem, dude. The Tribeus Show would like to thank Buggy Creek Day Road Adventures for being one of our sponsors. I got to go on an air belt and saw a real gator. I even got to go to the gem mine and mine for some gems. We ate a steak dinner at the restaurant and even got some gator rights. If you want to have a blast with the entire family, I suggest you go to www.bcairboats.com right now to get your tickets today. The website again is bcairboats.com. As you know, we talk about the qualities of living by the heart of a lion, which stands for leadership, integrity, obedience, and nobility. This week, we're going to talk about leadership. For me, I think leadership is the act of loving what is good, having self-control, and being disciplined. The qualities of leadership are providing guidance and direction, organization, and being a positive influence on others. So, this week, I was working with my coach from bowling, and she found someone that can drill my ball for my style of throw. I'm a two-handed bowler, and it requires a special way to drill the ball. She worked with all the team members that are two-handed, and then got their balls drilled to match their hand shape and style. This is all in preparation for our national tournament. This is an organization and providing guidance and direction. I can't wait to try it on my new bowling ball. So, Drake, did you see or use leadership at all this week? Yeah, definitely. How? Well, this week, I actually just came back from a conference where I had to lead a group of people through some exercises. It was okay. pretty fun. Okay. So, of all the Heart of a Lion virtues, which is the one that you see the most? Probably the leadership virtue, yeah. Why? Well, uh, I see a lot of people not having a lot of integrity but a lot of people do lead, and they lead themselves, and they look to lead others as well. And so, that's good. Okay. Well, we should always try and be lion strong in everything we do, shouldn't we? Yes, we should.
The Tiberia Show would like to thank one of their dedicated sponsors, Custom Designs Orlando. These guys are on Mills Avenue and do all sorts of stuff, ranging from photo ID badges, engraved signs, custom braille ADA signs, vinyl lettering to trophies and awards. The cool part about Custom Designs is they can ship products all over the United States. You can reach them at 407-898-0373 and tell them that Tiberius sent you. And that's our show, folks. I want to thank the one, the only, the amazing Drake Pearson for being on my show. Thanks for having us. No problem. It has been so much on talking today. I think we learned a lot about various forms of education and the joy of working with alternative education. Thank you again for having me on the show. No problem. Do you mind giving me your website? Yep. It's axefl.com. So axefl.com. What about your social media? You can find me on Facebook at Drake Pearson or on Instagram at underscore Drake Pearson. Cool. Also, you can find me on Facebook and Instagram at The Tiberius Show. And I would like to thank WWPR 1490 AM, KNC 98, Soul Radio 24-7, Easy Way TV, and all the other stations that air on my show. And also, please just visit The Tiberius Show on YouTube and hit that subscribe button. Drake, have you subscribed yet? Of course. Sweet. Oh, and be sure to leave a comment and tell me what you think of my latest episode. Also... Be sure to listen to us next week on the Tiberius Show with your host, Tiberius Boy!